What advice would you give your younger self? It's a question I ask of all guests on the podcast, Are We Nearly There Yet? At the end of this first season, I thought we should pull all of this sage advice into a few special episodes. I hope that you enjoy listening and that we encourage you on your career journey. I think my advice would be to try to understand and appreciate a little bit more where other people might be coming from. So, you know, because somebody might disapprove or disagree with something you say doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong. And that's a very hard thing to uh, appreciate when you're, you know, in high dudgeon about how you're absolutely right. And this is a disgrace. And, you know, why has this not changed yet in society? And it's because of all you people that won't, you know, that won't appreciate the, the reality of things or, you know, my perspective. You know, people have and hold views and perspectives that are very often valid. Um, and uh, you might, they might be different from yours, but that doesn't mean you can't try to understand them a bit. And then if you do, you can probably see where there may be aspects of that, that, you know, some factual information or a different approach might be able to get you to the point where you, uh, you're able to convince somebody or change your mind or get people to think again. And, you know, I think this is something that it's not unique, is it? But sometimes when you're younger and you're, you know, you're very passionate about things or very committed to things, even if what you're passionate about is standing up to authority or questioning it, um, actually developing the, the ability to be able to have a sense of perspective and appreciating other views probably would help you make better decisions. I think there's one or two things. I think stay in the lab longer. <laughs> Keep, uh, you know, um, and also there's, there's time. There's always, you're always in a bit of a rush perhaps, but there is time to, to do things and, you know, don't need to rush. Uh, and maybe to take one or two more risks. Uh, I've tended to just, uh, you know, opportunity comes along, I, you know, you take it, but I've never really planned anything. So the only thing I haven't, I think the one thing I haven't done, which I quite like to do at some point probably is work abroad. Um, I know I never I never did a postdoc, so uh, that's kind of something I, I missed out on. So maybe <laughs> there's still time. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I can end 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 my career doing that, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> instead of starting it. Yeah. So say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I think even now I'm co- conscious of using people if that makes sense you know asking someone for advice what do you think of this what's your opinion can you look at my linkedin post before i put it live and people are more than willing to help but i feel like i am using them if, if that makes sense in a in a negative way instead of seeing it their opportunity to input and aid so i think don't be afraid to ask but also i think believe in yourself have that I say this, I'm not that good at believing in myself all the time. But I think have that inner belief. You can do it. Um, and I think there's a certain aspect of the path will take you as well. So have faith in what you're doing and just put one step in front of the other. It's not about leaps. It's about 
one step and another. I think continue on. Um, be confident in, in what you do and yeah, don't don't put yourself down. I think probably two things. One, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> don't feel like you need to have it all figured out. Um, and the sec the second is, you know, don't expect an epiphanic moment. You know, enjoy the journey of learning what you're good at and what suits you and trust that it will eventually lead you to something that is fulfilling from a career perspective. I think a career maybe is longer now than it was before, right? So someone who's 21 starting their career now, maybe working for, you know, probably will be working for 50 or 60 years. Uh, not, not that I want to make that a depressing thought, but that's why I think it's so important to enjoy, to really enjoy work. And I think it will be common for people to work and then go back to some education then come back to work and then start a business and then go to work for someone else, then go and live in another country. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be more stages to people's careers, more chapters to, to people's careers, I think. Um, I mean, I, I think the, maybe a couple of things I, I, I would say is that people I have learned all really want to help. And if you ask people for support, advice, help, information, if you ask them in the right way, they almost certainly will help. Where, where it kind of goes wrong is if, if people don't ask or if someone asks in a way that isn't understood or is misinterpreted, that's when it can go wrong. So I think it's a really good art to kind of be clear about where you want to go and what you want to achieve and then look at who else has done that. Uh, and with tools now like LinkedIn, finding people, you know, we, we hear a lot about mentoring um, and it, it, it doesn't have to be as scary as, as, you know, entering a formal mentoring program. For me, if I, if I want to learn about, let's say, um, Uzbekistan are starting a nuclear energy program, I go to LinkedIn, I'll find someone in Uzbekistan who's involved in nuclear, who's written their profile in English, so they, they speak English, and I'll contact them and say, look, I'm, I, I would really love to have 20 minutes of your time uh, just to ask you a, a couple of things about um, what's happening with the Uzbek nuclear program. So short question, to the point, clear, transparent, and then they, they nearly always come back. And I think that's, that's a quite an obscure example, but it could be, you know, I want to work in fusion. You go to LinkedIn, you'll find hundreds of people in the UK working in fusion. You, 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 email, you, you can message a couple and then maybe one will want to talk to you. So mentoring doesn't have to be a long-term relationship. It could just be a spot call to someone to say, hang on, I'm really interested in what you're doing. And most people, they feed off that energy of, oh, you're interested. I'm, I'd like to share my, my, uh, my experience and my knowledge. And I've, I couldn't have started my company and built it to, to where we are now without the help of hundreds of people who have just helped us along the way with information. And maybe, oh, you, wanna, you might want to talk to this person. I'll introduce you. Or, um, yeah, we tried that a couple of years ago and it didn't work and here's why. And, and, you know, it's all these little lessons. Um, so I don't feel like I've built my company uh, on my own at all. Um, I feel like it's been a, a group effort. And I think it's the same for, for my career. And I think that's the advice for others is that everybody, pretty much everybody wants to help. And if you ask, them in, if you ask the right person in the right way, then they're pretty much always going to help. And that could turn into a mentoring relationship. It could become a friend. 
Um, or, or maybe not, maybe it's just a one-off call. Um, but so I, I think kind of tapping into the goodness of human nature to help you get where you want to go is, is what's helped me the most in my career. And I think, and that's why I also help people as much as I can who are starting their careers and just try and join a few dots for them. Maybe a suggestion or a contact or a, you know, an organization I know that they might uh, be interested in. There's, you know, there's always something. Um, and, and I think that is getting on that, it's learning, it's learning, it's learning to do that as a habit, uh, to, to seek help and advice and counsel from, the, from, from people along the way. And you don't need to, it doesn't matter with you, with what your background has, has been or where you come from. It's not like you need to be a bright graduate from Oxford University to do this. It doesn't matter. It, it, every, people just want to help each other, especially, especially uh, I think, in, uh, now. People are really, you know, wanting, wanting there to be more equality and they don't want, um, you know, all teams to look the same and sound the same. And, and, and so there is much more openness to be sharing ideas and, and helping people. So I, I think that's something. This time will not define you, I think would be the biggest thing. You know, we all go through school and we think it's all, you know, your exams are the most important thing in the world. And if you fail, failure is the worst thing that can happen to you. I no longer believe that failure is the worst thing that can happen to you because failure brings growth and brings choices and brings decisions. So I, I think I would say to myself, enjoy life a little bit more. Don't put all this stress on yourself. And getting the right grades may make life a bit easier, but it's not the end of the world. It's not the be all and end all. And some of my best choices in life since have been when I've thrown everything up in the air and said, yep, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Fine. Why not? It was uncomfortable. It was going to do something that, I wasn't going to be a solicitor. I couldn't define myself as a solicitor. And it, even today when people say introduce yourself at a conference, I can't go, um, well, uh, whereas it, would, it used to be really easy. I'm a solicitor advocate and I do this. But it has given me so many opportunities and so many chances and so many different things I can now do and get involved in. And people, as you say, people want that wealth of expertise rather than that singular career path that would have, hey, yes, I could probably have gone to another law firm and done some of what I'd done before, but I don't think I'd ever have been happy doing it, which is bizarre to my eight-year-old self who only wanted to be a solicitor and that was the end of the world. I I just don't. And I love, you know, the thing I love most is sitting down with a blank piece of paper and saying, how do we do this differently? How do we change this? Now, I hate when colleagues in project finance say, but that's the market. That's the way you do it. Like, no. Why can't we change it? Why can't we shift things? Why can't we shake it up a bit? And I'm learning things in doing this myself because I've never sat within a bank or a financial institution and had to look at it from their side. But they're saying, well, in my type of institution, it works this way and in my type of institution. So it's pulling together people's experiences to try and create a solution. I think the best advice I'd give to myself would be, it's okay to be scared and it's okay to be nervous. They're natural feelings. So 
just embrace them and keep trying new things. Now that I've got to a position where I'm far more comfortable and I, maybe it's mature, I think it's bring your whole self to work. And 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 the YGN as well will have heard me talk about this. Um, I didn't for probably best part of 20 years, well, no, 15 years of my career. And it wasn't till I really started working with Atkins that I um, actually settled into bringing my whole self. Um, and I remember, you know, Chris Ball actually said to me, when you look back on your time at Atkins, I want you to know, you know, that you had fun. And I absolutely did. And I still continue to, but that's because I was able to bring my whole self. And, and previously I had very much, you know, come to work and I would leave Julianne Antrobus, the one that is fun, that's the, the rally driver that plays in the brass band and goes running and does, you know, got two beautiful children and a great husband. I would have left that and I wouldn't talk about that and I wouldn't bring it to work. But having now brought my whole self to work, I'd say to anybody, don't leave half of it at the gate when you go in through that Springfields gate, bring it all. It would be the same then as it is now. I see it more clearly now as you look back on things. And I didn't realize it at the time. But what I would say to myself is believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe that you have potential and believe that you can make a difference. Now then making a difference might only be one small thing. But if you want to make a thousand percent improvement, you can do one thing that's worth a thousand percent or you can do a thousand things that's worth one percent. So you can make a difference and you should recognize that in yourself. And in doing so, don't worry too much about what plans look like in 10 years or 20 years time. On a daily basis, to make a difference, do the best job you can. Always. Always treat your job as if it's the best job you ever had and make sure that you're the, you want to be the best at what you do. So do your job well. If at any time ever in your career, you find yourself worried, anxious, stressed, don't know which way to turn, talk to someone. Talk to someone. And the old adage of a problem shared is a problem halved will stand you in good stead. But always talk to someone if, if, if you're in, in any way concerned about anything. But the number one challenge to yourself should be access your own potential and make it happen. I think it goes back to courage because although I did just give up without a plan and then, you know, luckily that led me to my, uh, my ultimate career. Um, it's, it's still, you know, you, you do, you feel fearful. You wonder if you're doing the right thing. And I think I wished I'd had more self-confidence and belief. It will be okay take that plunge it will be okay have that courage nothing bad's going to happen you know um also sort of a great believer in I, I don't know it's like fate because that was a bit of a funny one to 
when you're a mathematician starting to dabble in the whole idea of fate. That's quite interesting. But I do believe there's something about opportunities come along if you are out there taking chances. You know, if you're out there grabbing opportunities. You know, I started with Win UK as a founder member back in 2014. Um and it was I just did it because it was something I believed in. I didn't do it for financial gain because it's a voluntary role. I didn't do it for uh, exposure or for my own personal gain, because at that point, no one even knew what women in nuclear was. We were just a bunch of people saying this is what we're going to do. I did it because I believed in it. I did it because I wanted to. Now, actually, as you know, a spin-off of that, it it has provided exposure. It has provided opportunities to travel. It has provided opportunities to widen my knowledge of the subject matter. It's provided, wow, it's provided so so much, um, so much growth for me, and. Why did I do it? Because I believed in it, but for no other reason. So sometimes, I guess, looking back, what would I say to myself? You don't always have to have a reason. If something doesn't feel right, trust your instincts, change to something that does feel right, even if you can't quite place any rationale around it. Or, you know, sometimes life's organic. In fact, mainly, (laughs) that's a funny statement to make. I mean, life's definitely organic. But you know what I mean? It's uh, things will happen The Celestine prophecy, you know, things will happen. Continue to be bold in asking questions and challenging and um, taking some risks. So so don't ever lose that because that will stand you in good stead. Um, But I guess just continue to watch around you what's happening as well. So know when the environment you're in is maybe not getting the best out of you um, and have a look how you can you know, move on from that, I guess. Um, You're going to love this, uh, Andrew. Mindset, skill set, tool set, a phrase of mine. You know, when you notice your mindset slipping or that your skill set's not keeping up, do something about it. Um, uh, And and just continue to watch, learn, and differentiate yourself. Um, My advice would be sometimes just slow down. A little bit of a break between stimulus and response, you know, going back to I will get myself a job in the summer holidays and not go to uni. Um, and watch when your strengths are overextended. Um, so um, I, I, I'm, I'm disruptive, but when I overextend that, I can be a bit petulant child. Um, so just watch out for those signs in yourself and surround yourself with people who are brave enough to point those out to you from time to time. It's not just about surrounding yourself with people who tell you how fantastic you are. It's also, you know, you grow more from those people who you've got the relationship that they can just point something out to you as well, you know. I've answered this question once before in a podcast, and I think it's still the same, so I'll give the same answer. It's all about people. Whatever you do, wherever you go, even in lockdown, thank goodness for Zoom and Microsoft Teams, because at least you can see people's faces. But it is all about how you relate and engage with other people who who are very different to yourself and finding and learning those soft skills i suppose to connect with you know i'm i'm a very broad brush person but i work with people who are very detailed i'm not a sort of out and out lead but i work with other people who are or you know these different sort of myers briggs or colors or whatever we use and finding ways and learning to engage with people in the right way and build relationships 
you know, more than just working relationships, actually build good relationships with people just makes a huge difference. And actually those relationships create opportunities. You know, if I hadn't met Ted Smith at those conferences and built a relationship, you know, I, I, we became friends, you know, I, I was with him as he died and I prayed with him as he died. And I've still got his handwritten notes when I cleared out his office of his first lecture to me, you know, and so, and, but he had an enormous impact on my life. And that was somebody I, was, I could call a friend. So those relationships are really important and finding ways to build them and, and learn from other people, I'd say is the big, the big lesson for me. I think it would be stick up for what you know, what you can evidence base. Don't be scared to challenge authority, but recognize it's not gonna get you liked. You'll have to develop a very thick skin um, but if, it, if you really believe in something and you have the evidence to prove that you're right, uh, with all the caveats that we have around uncertainties in science, if you, if you really have something that you want to bring home, stick at it, you'll get there in the end, but don't expect an easy ride because it won't be easy, especially if you have a challenging character. You will always doubt yourself. And the day you stop doubting yourself is the day that you should shut up because that means that, that you have not been able to look around and think, well, am I really right about this? Do I need more evidence? Where can I find that evidence? I guess it would be to take every day as it, as it comes. Um, you know, you've, you've got there because you've got the qualifications to get there. So, you know, don't be afraid. You're as, as good as anybody else walking in there. Everybody else is going to find it strange as well. Um, and just um, never be afraid to, to ask and never be afraid to ask for help if you're, if you're struggling a bit. I think it's taking the opportunities that come your way and not feeling scared. I think as a sort of decision maker when I was young, I was very poor at making decisions. If I was asked, you have a treat, you can go to McDonald's or do something else. I could not make a decision, Andrew. I was very much sort of, oh, no, 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 please don't make me make decisions. And I think the key thing to me there was very much about, yeah, if a, if a, if a door opens, try it. I think we are in a society now where an opportunity, a job isn't necessarily for life. I know with dad, with ICI, he kind of got his PhD, got into ICI, and it was anticipated to be until you retire sort of thing. Whereas that's not what will happen with our kind of generation. So I think to me, it's not to be scared and worried that if you go one route, kind of, oh, does it close every other door? And I think that was my main concern at the time, that if I do just kind of hold this passion for chemistry and nuclear, am I closing lots of other doors? I think the answer is no, I'm not. I think we can always retrain. There's always sort of more evening classes or other things you can do. For now, I absolutely love the industry and I love what I'm managing to do in nuclear. But equally, I'm very aware that if in 20 years time, I fancy a bit of a change, that isn't unachievable. That is something that we can definitely do. Um, and I think that's a key thing to tell my younger self is not to be scared about the choices you make. And if it doesn't quite work out for that, that year, then try something different. If you enjoy it, then have fun and then try something new, yeah. Let go of attachment to specific outcomes. Keep an eye on the sort of changing landscape and, and sort of your your compass straight towards your mission and let go of, you know, it, it's never going to happen how you think it's going to happen, right? <laughs> and so the sooner you figure out how to let go of that attachment, the more flexible and responsive you can be to move through the opportunities that do arise. Be patient, but don't settle. 
Um, I think kind of don't be disheartened if the first thing you choose or your first job doesn't feel 100% right um, because you learn something, whether it's about yourself or about kind of the subject. Um, but at the same time, don't wait around passively, you know, seize opportunities that come your way. You know, say yes to new opportunities and kind of keep every door open. You know, the succumbents, it might not have uh, anything to do with kind of engineering, but actually I learned a lot about myself and I learned, you know, I took responsibility and it's something that I'm going to take in the future. Um, but yeah, keep keep every door open because you never know which one you want to go through. Oh, yeah, I think the obvious one is um, is all about going back to school. Education is key, I'm afraid. It's uh, And I would keep on about that. Uh, I know when you're 14, 15, you don't see it. I didn't see it. Um, you know, you think there's more to uh, to life than, you know, school's boring. Um, you don't really want to engage too much. You would rather be on your PS, your Xbox, playing football, chasing girls, partying as you get a little bit older. Um, get the balance right um, is my advice. Um, and don't lose the education um, because... If you keep on with that education, even if you're finding it difficult, and we all find it difficult, just try and keep on as much as you can with the uh, education because it just gives you so many choices and opportunities. Um, I always say to our students here, you know, a, a degree here is a passport to travel. You can go and work anywhere all over the world. Um, and it is a stepping stone to you know, fulfilling your dreams of what you want to do. If you give up on school, then unless you find another way back through on the education, the doors start slamming very quickly. Um, and that is that that's my advice. But, you know, looking back at myself at 14, would I have taken that advice and not play so much football and stop chasing girls and concentrate a bit more at school? Probably not, I'm afraid. But I would still try and keep on saying it. I think probably just take the opportunity you might not have thought you were going to be offered when it is offered or if it is offered. And I've carried that through my whole life from the age of 16 to now. It's only four years, but there are some major steps between 16 and 20 and if I hadn't have just took ownership of my own choices then I wouldn't be here now and even though you might be in a great position at some point you know I was dental nursing for a lot of people that's that's an aspiration but for me that was something I was comfortable in and something that I I didn't feel challenged in so then when something that came up that was a challenge you know was offered to me I thought why don't I take this and if it doesn't work out then I learn from that and I revert back to what I know until there's something else that I can pick up on. Just try different things. Your first job doesn't have to be your forever job. And mine worked out well, but it, it might not have done. And then, well, I'd have just surprised somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's always another, there's always a different there, step to take. There is, there is. Just take some of those steps. And I, I would always... I would encourage somebody to, I think I, because I was independent minded, I wasn't really influenced by other people, but I do see 
decisions on careers made by people other than the individual sometimes. And it's good to solicit views of parents and siblings and teachers. That's fine, but also make sure you know what your view is. I think it's always um, at that age. It, it's it's follow what you're passionate about. It, it's always you know that that to me. I've got a a son who's not going to be far off um, making those sorts of decisions. So um, it's always you know of those topics that you're studying, which are the ones that actually you enjoy doing uh, and and have some sort of passion for. Because if if you enjoy something, it makes it so much easier than than the topics that you struggle to to achieve with so so i think that that's the um that's the main thing i would devise i I would say that curiosity always serves you well because there's always something that you don't know and it might just be that thing that leads on to the next great adventure and i'd also tell him to take all advice with a pinch of salt I think my advice would probably be to broaden your thinking. There is a lot more opportunities out there than you think. You know, you don't have to think in the realms of predefined career pathways, such as accountancy or law or doctors or or that type of thing. Um, And I would say to choose something that you love, play to your strengths, because if you love it, going to work will not feel like you're going to work. Um, So that would be one point that I would make. The second point that I would make is it's okay to change your mind. Um, Just because you have started out in a particular pathway doesn't mean you are completely wedded to that pathway. You can change and retrain and do something different at any point. So don't be scared to try something new. I'd like to thank all my guests in season one of Are We Nearly There Yet for sharing their career stories with us and for the advice they'd give their younger selves. If you want to listen to any of these episodes again in full, you can do so on your podcast platform of choice or at awnty.podbean.com. In the meantime, do look out for news of season two of Are We Nearly There Yet?, which will continue to encourage people to enjoy inspiring careers. Thank you.